are back for part two of the penetrating, ever engaging, stimulating, titillating, orgasm, orgasm gap. gap episode. Thanks for listening. 15 years after the fact. 15 years after the fact. Whatever. And But look, I don't want any more shame attached with sex and even premarital sex. I don't want people who are listening to this who are in um, non-marital sexual relationships to feel condemned because that's not the situation here. Correct. Do I think that, do, am I the type of person who's wired to have more emotionally connected sex? 100%. Do I think most of us are? I actually do. Even yeah. now, I actually believe yeah, this. Yeah, we are, I might be wrong. We're mostly, I mean, that's the statistics you shared. That's true. We're, we, collectively, men and women, are more likely to have more fulfilling sex and orgasm. That's statistically true. When we're emotionally connected to the person we're having sex with. Yeah, and that is not to say you can't have a good bang with a stranger. But I'm saying is that my question to you is, how does it make you feel? Like, yeah. is there shame attached to that? Is there, what is attached to that? And then my question would be, what are we going to do about it? And I say we because there is shame attached to having had uh, several partners going into marriage, mm -hmm. um, having extramarital sex or non-marital sex. Right. Extramarital sex, maybe there should be some guilt there if you're not in a polyamorous relationship. You know, masturbating, all of those things. I think that we as a collective uh, group of humanity need to start dealing with our shame more often. That's so good. Okay, so that falls right I actually in. don't think. I know. You know that. Under the emotional, so we talked about, yes, the emotional factors that play a huge part for women. Shame is one of them. We both shared different ways that's affected us. And even like, would you say that directly even affected your ability to orgasm? Like the shame around some of that? Mm, maybe. Okay, so Nicole and I are lucky duckies. We are lucky duckies. Because... That's the correct term. She and I... It's, it's, we also know this about each other, yes. which is also really funny that we already know It's not know as this difficult for us to achieve uh, orgasm as, as maybe it is for some other people. So I think that's a little bit different. It, I, the biggest, the biggest hurdle for that was when my hormones went nuts right. and they, they just fell apart. Yeah. And I think my estrogen went through the roof and I had no progesterone or testosterone that's when things right started getting troublesome for yeah. me okay so i want to talk about that because that goes into physical physical things before but, before but that. to answer your other question not necessarily if if i was too body conscious if i was distrusting of greg because we've talked about emotional. that you know emotional, emotional stuff if right. it was always emotional right. or physical yeah physical no it was always emotional or mental Yes. Okay, so the mental part, because I want to jump to but the... But if I'm too tired, forget it. Well, that's the physical stuff, which we're going to get to, and okay. the hormones too. But before we jump to that, I want to just say a couple more things about the emotional aspect, because, and I don't know if we loop or uh, purity culture into this, but I know that for a lot, and I kind of touched on it when I was sharing about having partners before getting married and then getting married, I know for a lot of women who have grown up in the church... I didn't grow up in the church, so and I, you know, I had sex before I was a Christian, and I had sex after I was a Christian, and but I know for a lot of women who grew up in the church, and we talk about this on the purity culture episode, they're told don't touch, don't do it, don't touch, don't look, don't yes. taste, don't have it, don't this eat it, don't smell it, don't look at it, don't even think about it, and then they get married, and then they're like, 
you hear, well, your husband needs this. He needs sex. So now you have to touch it, taste it, want it, give it all the time. And there is a huge emotional breakdown. And women feel this crazy disconnect where it's now all of a sudden I'm supposed to be this mm. uber. I, I was supposed to be Virgin Mary. And now I'm supposed not to sexy. be not sexy. And now I'm supposed to be, you know, sexy sex, dominatrix sexy, maybe not, but you know, some version of that that my yeah. husband wants at any time. At any time. And I have to just flip this switch that there's no flipping that switch. I mean, that's no. not how it works. So you it's have abuse. this huge emotional gap for so many women. They're trying to bridge the narrative of don't touch, don't taste with have and enjoy all yeah. you want. And it's broken. And I want to say, if you relate to that, if that feels like you, if you've been through some of that and you are not in therapy and you feel like this is something you could talk to a therapist about, even a baby stepping, I would encourage you to do it because, and talk to your spouse if you haven't talked to your spouse, if you feel like you can do that. Talk to your friends if you feel like you can do that. Because what we said at the beginning of the episode, God loves sex. God loves the female body. He designed the clitoris for pleasure. He wants you to be able to express that and experience that. And if this emotional gap is so much that you can't bridge the orgasm gap, then I just really, I know that there's freedom in that. I know you can get to a place where you can at least begin the work of talking about some of those things that might be preventing you in your sex life. Yeah, and and I think whatever position you're in, if, um, and I have a lot of friends who don't actually have super O's, mm-hmm. but they still very much enjoy, enjoy sex, sex. Right. Because there's other stuff that goes on, the emotionality, all of these kinds of things. And so I do want to uh, acknowledge that. But I do think what Nicole is saying is important and all of us need to look at those things in our life to move forward. But when we take a look at what purity culture has broken, I mean, here's just a hilarious story. So here's a story that I feel like is an urban myth, but I like it so much, so I'm going to tell it. <laughs> Oh, I know which story you're telling. <laughs> I've heard you tell this so many times, and every time I'm like, that can't be real. I don't think it's real. It can't but, be true. So there's a couple. They were a virgin until their wedding night. They're super young, and they um, they have sex for over a year, and they're not getting pregnant. And so they go to the doctor, and the doctor's <laughs> like, um, they're like, how's sex for you both? They're like, yeah, it's fine. And they're like, well, the problem is, is you're actually still technically a virgin. Like your so hymen ridiculous. hasn't been... Uh, penetrated yet and that's why you haven't been getting pregnant and they're like what they've been having anal this whole time because they just didn't know the difference it's ridiculous there's right? no way no. it's true it, but it's but it illustrates is the point true. it illustrates, illustrates the, the point, point that's so often purity culture but here's a story that i actually know is true one of my friends met her ended up being her husband they got married i think at 21 22 they met i think at 11 or 12 and they waited until their wedding night to wow. have sex oh my gosh she found out <gasps> on her wedding night. I'm on the edge of my seat. That penises got hard. Shut your face. <laughs> I will not. Shut your face. All of this time she thought you just like crumpled it up in there. Crumpled it up. <laughs> she just didn't even know. Like a dirty napkin? <laughs> like a some like a slinky? I don't know. I'm Ew. not sure. <laughs> she, can you imagine on your wedding night? Also, how terrifying. The. You think it's like a crumply, crumply. You just think it's like always a, always a softy. And then you wash it. I would, you'd be scarred. You'd be like, what's happening to your body? 
It's like an alien. Are you kidding? It's like, whoa. And then you're like, you're going to put that where? (laughs) On her effing wedding night. Unbelievable. Somebody, no, many people at many points (laughs) drop that ball. Can I, oh my gosh. The fact of, I wonder, I, I wonder if we could someday have just people write in and tell us all of the wrong things that they thought about sex. Like what was actually, there's probably so many good Christians, purity culture stories out there. People thought this, people thought that. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I know, you know, men, I, yeah, I've heard from some men, they had no idea that it wasn't like this, like, like top into a hole. Like they didn't figure, they didn't know that there was like an adjustment and it would be more on an angle. And the, not just the this, vagina. Yeah, like I did. You think it was going to go into the uh, Top belly into a button? Hole. Like going into the like a belly button kind of contraction versus like there being more of a slant to the situation. And what that in is, the world? <laughs> I know. I've heard that. And that is just like the surprise that comes from not having any education. Oh my gosh. Okay, I this am running in my mind thinking through all the things I need to make sure my children fully understand before they leave my home i mean because if nobody ever talks to you about I know, anything true. how would you know also because kids i mean kids are the best at filling in the gaps the ways that they know how in order to navigate the world so if adults don't tell them they just pull pieces of information and they make these kind of conglomerate ideas yeah. because they have to have something that's what kids do and then that's why they think things like that because she's like it just must crumple up because <laughs> What other possible explanation could there be if no one's ever told you that? You just shove it in there. Because how would your brain, if you literally never knew, how would you ever assume that blood rushes into the organ and then the thing totally changes shape and size? Sometimes like quadruples. You would never know that, nor would you ever think that if no one ever told you. It's true. But also, how'd she get through life not hearing like the term hard on? Like she just thought it was an expression? I mean, she was in Christian schools her whole life. I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's fascinating. And I mean, she may have not been paying attention either, but, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I guess I could text her, but no, it's, a little it's good. I just want to imagine it the way that I'm imagining it. Probably. <laughs> All right. Okay. Next question. Okay. So we talked about, we've discussed the reasons for the gap. We've got prioritizing the male orgasm, AKA penetrative sex. We've got <gasps> oh. emotional issues, shame purity culture plays a factor we've got now physical mm-hmm. now we're going to talk about the physicalness the physicalness that's not physicality physicalities that can affect our orgasm you already mentioned one you talked about hormones yes if you're having a problem with like in, if your head is saying i want to do it but your body's like wah, wah, yeah. and you're not tired and there's not anything else going on please go get your hormones checked out because there is a likelihood again I'm not a doctor. Well, hormones off balance can make you tired. Oh, and they can make you tired. But I'm saying, like, if you can't figure oh, out you're anything, saying there's else, not another reason you I'm shouldn't want sex. I'm saying there's not another. Yeah, there's right, right. no gotcha. other reason gotcha. why gotcha. you shouldn't gotcha. want sex. Yes, go get your hormones checked. Yes, out. get your hormones checked. Because, but I also will say, um, when we take a look at the vagina and the vulva, the vagina, so the vagina <laughs> is the internal canal that leads to the cervix. Is canal? That's the word. It's it has. a canal. canal. Yeah, it's that's what that's the baby shoot. And then, 
And you actually have, you've got three holes. The vagina, yep. the Do urethra. Do realize that they, they have don't. three holes? They don't I, know this. I had a student once. Oh my gosh, she was the best. This I was at a, a college in uh, Phoenix. And I had, a, it was a literature class. And I don't even know what we were talking about. But she blurted out, I just found out I had a third hole last <laughs> month. And I I wrote down on her final grade, A plus, plus, plus. Whatever this woman does the rest of the semester, she's all good. <laughs> and I want to know what instigated that comment. That's why what I'm didn't saying. I? Why did that come? Why like, didn't I? I'm know. so happy for I don't her, know. but like, why that, did then? Why did it come up? Then? That was the same class in which I had a student named Hot Cheetos. Oh That's what I gosh. called him. And Hot Cheetos, if you're by chance listening to this Cheetos. podcast and you remember why she said that and oh, announced it, can you let gosh. me know? All right, because I don't remember. So, so she knew about the the butt. And she knew about the urethra. All women know that they have women know they have a poop hole and a pee <laughs> and they hole. Know they have pee hole. But no one knows <laughs> that they have like people think I don't know what people think that they, they don't know that I there's I think a lot of people think that you, that you there's do it in your pee hole. Ba- that's what people think. The baby hole slash sex hole. Yes. I don't like calling it a hole, but it <laughs> sounds so Yeah. Degrading. But I told Riley, my daughter, when she was tiny, like when we started talking about like female anatomy I was like girls have three holes and then I would like go over it with her I mean I don't tell her it's a sex hole then because she didn't know what sex was then I would say the baby that's where babies come out and I'd say in the pee hole and then the hopefully I didn't use that really annoying voice that I just was Ooh. using but like she knows that and then I think what how are we getting through life as humans because in the United States especially <sighs> and in a lot of other cultures hurts me they don't talk about it. okay so that's the vagina the vagina or as my judah says the vagina vagina and then there's the vulva. vulva and this is the external genitalia this includes the clitoris mm-hmm. the labia mm-hmm. which a lot of people call the lips they call the lips and the opening to the vagina mm-hmm. the baby right? they're two different things it does not include the vulva does not include the cervix the womb or any internal it's all parts internal. Mm-hmm. vulvas come in all shapes sizes and colors yes they do they can be pink they can be brown they can be black they can be tan Mm -hmm. they can be all sorts of colors they can be flappy they can be uh not flappy they can have less skin they can have more skin they can be wider they can be shorter they can be tall and there are actually people who um who get uh, labia surgery so they can have yeah like for more visually aesthetically appealing that is all connected to for porn sure. culture that's, and ridiculous for sure high expectation let's just do this for men and no honestly, one's doing that for- you know what else this is also tied up for me in child abuse because mm. if you want my mm. vag or sorry if you want my vulve to look <laughs> like a vulve. baby vulve right you that's need to go to effing therapy that's exactly right because i don't need a baby vulve that's exactly right all right um and looking at the clitoris i already talked about the size it can get but it has 8,000 nerves, which is twice the amount of the penis. Twice the amount. It's amazing. Look, y'all handling all those dicks all the time. You need to have even know. men come up I on mean, your women, clits. I will say this. Maybe men orgasm more statistically, but man, if a woman can and does, hers is better. It's true. And we're going to talk about the ways you can get into that. But before, because this is going to be a two-parter, we just decided. (laughs) 
But I want, I brought up the vulva and the vagina to also say this. Putting soap and douching oh, yeah, all don't up do in that. your vag. Never do that. Do not Who's do doing that. that. No one's a doing lot that. Of that's, people, like, that's leftover from the 80s. No one's doing that, right? People might be doing it. Because they have all sorts of shame that you're not supposed to smell. You oh, are supposed yeah, to yeah. smell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Please don't do I that mean, if you're, you're doing that. I mean, you're not supposed to reek to the high Himalayas. But, you know, there's a smell. No, there, no, no, in no. fact, in Africa, a man can tell who his wife is by her scent. That is beautiful. Listen, I wouldn't go – I don't ever want to, Jonathan to be able to smell me across a room. <laughs> but <laughs> – Oh, but – but washing up in there too much with soaps can throw off your pH. Okay, or can throw that's off true. All There's of some the other really things. good um, soaps made just for your genitalia, mm-hmm. and maybe I'll link them in the show notes. No, they have to pay us. We no, ain't doing nothing for free. I, I don't care. I'm not just link gonna... one. Okay. There's some really good. Um, if you ha- if you feel like you have to have a special thing for your special lady bits. There are soaps just for that that don't disrupt your pH level. Yeah. And there's some really um, – there's a really beautiful oil. I actually got it in a sample thing. It's like – it's called Lady Sweet, sweet S-U-I-T-E. Mm. And it's just like a mm. – it's like a moisturizer. Yeah. It's not like for – it's, it's not, not a lubricant. Lube. Okay. It's like a moisturizer for all of the vulva and it's really, really lovely. And you can mm. take care of her. I mean, you should yeah, take, yeah, care you should take care of her. You should take care of her. But don't be like overwashing. Yes, or over because cleansing. that can throw off the pH. Because that we can mess can throw up all off your stuff. hormones and all of that kind That's of thing. Right. Um, yeah, and lubes too. You need to be careful with that. I also. have a lube that was a little spendier. And the thing is, is that uh, that's another question I have. Should we need lube if we're doing enough fair? If, if we're having enough foreplay, mm-hmm. is lube necessary? Mm-hmm. But I bought this. For I wanted to because I wanted to and it doesn't throw off your pH and it's fantastic. Yeah. And I thought, hey, why not? Um, but okay, that's another thing. What else? Okay, physicality. What else? What else can mess? Well, uh, me. I've had abdominal surgeries. I had surgery on my lady parts, um, and because of endometriosis, listen to our ill but also the illest episode where we talk about um, some of the chronic illnesses that we've both struggled with. And so to say that that, I mean, it would be putting it mildly to say that that didn't affect our sex life in a dramatic way. Um, I was on pain medication all the time for a very long time, which absolutely prevented me from orgasming at times because it kind of dulls everything. Um, I had to have pelvic floor therapy. So like straight up vagina physical therapy where like someone's hand was in my business, Whoa. like doing stuff, because um, I had a ton of basically my body. The the <laughs> this was kind of how she explained it to me, my therapist. The vagina is naturally protective. It's like a it's self protective, and so in some ways, like when people make jokes, like it's like a Venus flytrap or like vagina dentata. Do you know a vagina oh, dentata? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now, uh, Nicole is imitating <laughs> vagina dentata with, with both hands, her teeth, teeth and her hands. <laughs> Um, so when my body was in pain for so long from endometriosis, um, sex was like penetrative sex was painful. And so my body would, my vagina would actually like seize because of the pain. So then it was like trying to protect itself. Sure. So then after I had surgeries, the way they explained it to me was, well, your body doesn't know you had surgery 
Your body's just responding to muscle memory. So your vagina is seizing because that's what it's known to do because it's still trying to protect itself. Yeah. So I had to go through physical therapy to help my body to not respond like that, to let it know that it's safe to have sex. Basically, yeah. it's not going to hurt. So that was meant, that was emotional because I was actually scared sometimes to have sex. Like I would. Yeah, nobody wants to have sex if it's I didn't want to be in pain. And then Jonathan would be nervous because he didn't want to cause me pain. So there'd be all this like, uh, 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 uh. So we had to get way better at communication. Mm-hmm. We had to get way better at foreplay. I and mean, when we call it foreplay, we call it pre-sex sex. Yeah. We had to get better at or that. just sex. Just sex. Yeah, we had to get better at the warming me up situation. Um, we did have to use lube because it was totally necessary at that time where I'm giggling. I'll tell the story. Okay. <laughs> we had to use lube because obviously like I needed all the extra, you know, extra support <laughs> I could get. And, um, and then there was something else. Oh, and this is really cool. I don't know if I can like adequately explain it, but so because the body the diaphragm, this was also explained to me, the diaphragm is really connected to the cervix into the vagina, like mm. the whole your whole abdomen and then your diaphragm. So what my therapist would have me do, she taught me to take this kind of like, they call it a belly breath. You can look it up online. If if the beginning of penetrate, penetration is painful, this might help mm. for anybody who the, that might be, you know, tricky for called a belly breath and you're basically breathing into your belly and bringing air into your belly and you do it while you're laying on your back and it is magical if you can practice it and learn how to Mm. do it and it totally opens up your hips kind of internally and and basically your vagina and it makes penetration initial penetration way less that's also what you should do before you give birth yeah i mean there's all kinds of breathing going on during labor but yeah yes so um you have to – you can, like, put your hands on your stomach and practice feeling it, but look up some videos. Of, or have your partner put it, their hands on your Well, stomach. you have to feel it for yourself because you have to feel it, like, in your belly. You can feel it kind of opening up. Anyway, so, yes, lots of physical – like, there were so many physical challenges we had to um, overcome. Remember when I was using vaginal Valium? Yes. Oh, man. How okay. could I have forgotten that? So my doctor prescribed me – he was like, oh, well, I just think, you know, if you're still painful and blah, 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 I'm going to prescribe you vaginal volume. I was like, come again now? That's a what now? And it's an actual suppository. It's a compound pharmacist, so they, like, have to special make it for you. But they look like little pellets. Bullets. Yeah. Like butt pellets. Like Renee's butt pellets. But I had – That's not – my butt pellet goes in my I- butt <laughs> cheek, not up my butt hole. Come oh, on, people. I just couldn't let it go. <laughs> um, and – I have no idea if this is something that people can even like just readily get, but maybe ask the doctor if it's something like if you feel like there's a lot of physical like tension or seizing mm. because it was awesome and I had to you have to use them you have to plan that's the only thing you can it's yeah. not spontaneous so like if I I would say I know we're gonna have sex tomorrow I would put it in the night before because it takes a few hours but whatever and it wasn't a permanent. No, I only had to use it you, for a time. You like eased your way through. And I got through. And sometimes and I didn't even need it. her pharmacist was delighted. My pharmacist, when I went to pick it up, 
the pharmacist was like, I've, I've never seen these before. These are amazing. I was like, I know. She made them. She was the compound pharmacist. She probably she was, a few in her pocket. She was super delighted to see them. Vaginal volume. But I think the point that you're making, Nicole, is that it's a mind-body-emotional connection. Yeah. And that any one of them can get disrupted by any That's any of the absolutely things. Absolutely right. And that it is there's nothing to be ashamed about. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to say that you can't address it. Yes. Addressing it is actually an act of compassion. And we talked about the value of compassion. But I started laughing because you were talking about, <laughs> you know, foreplay, pre-sex, sex, whatever. I think a lot of us, especially those of us who had to save it until our wedding night, we made all these excuses for all of the other things by not calling it sex. Yeah. Because we needed to just be right, holy right. still, even though we were a bunch of hypocrites. Uh-huh. But one of our friends, David, last name starts with a K. <laughs> um, and just I, this guy is one of the biggest characters of, all of life. Yeah. So we were talking one night and we were talking about sex and David was asking us about our sex life because, of course, that's what you do when you're friends. And I told him I was a virgin when I got married, but I had had other kinds of sex before I got married. And he's like, what? He's like, Renee, you were not a virgin on your wedding night. Uh I was like, yes, I was, David. Don't take that from me. Yeah. He goes, hold on. And he said to his wife, who's also named Renee, he goes, Renee, I'm going to go give the neighbor lady some licky licky. He's like, you were there. You were there that night, Evan. You were, I mean, Evan you weren't remember. there until later, but you were definitely licky, there licky. later. Yeah. And I lost my mind because it's so <laughs> it's true. true. Like we His think, point was proved, right? His point was proven, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So Yes, because that's also the other point is – because you hadn't had penetrative sex. Because I technically was a virgin, We right? say that technically we're virgins because mm-hmm. we always equate sex to the penis going into the vagina. It's so But I up. loved this point that he made that all of it, licky, licky, is likey, likey, <laughs> likey, sex. likey, sex. It's, it is. It's, okay, so I wasn't a virgin. You can just say, um, I was a virgin. I say technical. Say technical. You can just say... Um, done I was everything a, I except was a penetrative except virgin. penetrative virgin. That's how we should call it. That's the, yes, I'm gonna no, go no, around saying that's that. the that's the next T-shirt we have. We have a, mercy jump, and, and we have I'm a penetrative virgin. virgin. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> My million dollar idea right there. Million dollars. But okay, so how do we incorporate? Are we there yet? Are we incorporating? Yeah, let's all come up with things? some solutions. Well, we've actually shared some solutions already. So you have shared solutions for us. It's slowing, slowing down, mm-hmm. and it's uh, yeah. So how do you get? How do you achieve? Oh, Renee, what do you Honestly, guys do? What do you do? Licky, licky is really <laughs> great. <laughs> so you know, and I like the the variety aspect of it. The fact that okay, I think when it especially comes to those of us who came out of purity culture, it's really important for us to recognize that. There are a lot of different kinds of sex that are fully holy. Yes. And that's good. For, for sometimes Greg and I have boring, what he calls bread and butter sex, mm-hmm. man on top, like let's just yeah. get done so we can go to bed because it's late, mm-hmm. right? And then there are other times where it's like all of the different positions and like, yeah, all you the know, things. it's mm-hmm. superstar. Yeah. And it's fantastic both ways. And I, and it's always consensual. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the, the thing that's done it for us is, where I'm, I let him know, you know, if it hurts, I'll say, oh, yeah, we got to switch this up. Or if I'm, I, tr- 
well, I've never had a problem like letting people know what's on my mind. But but I maybe I was a little bit more uh, afraid to do that early on in our marriage. Mm-hmm. But the more I let him know, not in a condescending yeah. way, but in just in a, hey, can Helpful, you try this? Yeah. Helpful, yeah. Or he does the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's cool. And I think, you know, for those of us, I think I will bring in, I think, I think, I think, I think. <laughs> um, for those of us who have had abusive sexual encounters, there were some things early on in our mm. marriage that he did that were triggers. triggering. Yeah. And so the first time he did one specific thing, I did cry. Uh-huh. And I didn't even know that I would. But yeah. it was so weird to have that experience yeah. in such an intimate setting. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of was afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want him to be afraid of it because I really liked it, but I just had that. Of course. Just that. That's in a huge emotional component you're talking yeah. about that. And I realized that with other people I had been with, that emotional uh, buy-in wasn't there. Right. So I just had disconnected from that. You disassociated, disassociated from it, but you this, couldn't with Greg. The same way right. I had with my mother. That makes a lot of sense. And But this is important for all of us to mm-hmm. recognize that that's going to happen. And now... We are all on board with yeah. that. I had to recognize it. I had to let Greg know he needed to back off for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I had to work through it. Yeah, that's really good. That's helpful. And I, until there wasn't any shame associated with that or there wasn't any sort of violence so attached. I think it's important to underscore because if something is triggering to us or if something doesn't feel quite right or doesn't, um, or, or we're unsure of it, we're, we maybe just generally don't feel comfortable. What you just said, I think, is really important. It doesn't mean that it's totally off the table forever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's not something you and your partner can't revisit. It might mean that you need to go through the process like you're talking about of uncovering that, taking time, being gracious to yourself, loving yeah. yourself, working through any trauma, whether that's in therapy or with your spouse or both. And then that still that thing might be available to you as you grow and connect more over time. It doesn't mean that something right now is off the table for the future. Yes. Yeah. And I will say this, that if Greg comes first, sex is not over. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Sex is not over unless I need it to be over because I need to go straight to bed or whatever. I want to go watch a movie or I just, whatever. Or it was a mercy That's really good to talk about because I think a lot of what a lot of women experience is uh, husbands, you know, husbands generally orgasm first and then it's kind of like, well, 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 good luck to you. Yeah, Good luck to you, lady. That's not right. Help you figure it out. So, what are some ways to continue? So, and this, I've kind of outsourced the answer to this. Some of my friends, they mm. are manually stimulated mm-hmm. after. Some of my friends, uh, they they like it's kind of wet still, but they dry hump after. Mm-hmm. Some men are able to keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, their That's erection Jonathan. stays. Same. Jonathan can it, just generally keep going. Same with Greg. And so, it's are, not. Are they going to care that we're talking about this? I don't think so. Who right. knows? Greg would like to announce to everybody that he <laughs> loves cunnilingus. <laughs> oh my gosh, giving cunnilingus. My my husband too. So we've talked about a lot of different topics, but let's also talk about fit. Oh, uh, with the side, the puzzle pieces, the puzzle pieces. Okay, there are times when you've got tight, you got loose. There are sometimes where you've got you got big dicks and you got teeny weenies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's too much. And there's all sorts of it's too much. Um, so I will. I want to say this. Okay, I have a friend who had a boyfriend with a micro peeny. And those really exist. like yes. um, the episode so of New was, Girl, a micro penis. Yes. So his Ooh. penis was half erect, fully erect. It was smaller than a pinky. Were they in a sexual relationship? They were in a sexual relationship. 
sex was not enjoyable. But this mm. man, his cunnilingus skills were, I think that happened 30 years ago. In 30 one years of, your, of her having multiple partners, nobody has risen to that it's occasion. It's like when one of your senses goes <laughs> the other and one. your other senses kick in. <laughs> it's true. It was like, oh, I have a teeny, teeny, teeny weeny. But I have a, I have a tongue. It's going to do the work for me. And this guy did it. He I'm did sure. It. I'm sure that he worked really hard to accomplish those goals. But I, I, I have, uh, you know, there are people who have shame over size, whether it's, or after you have babies, sometimes you loosen up. That's right. None of these things are bad. None of them are bad. And they're I, actually I, really normal. They're super normal. You can... I, one of the biggest things that works for me, especially uh, rising to the occasion, is doing um, ke- kegel, kegels? kegels, kegels toward the end. It helps both of us. Yes. Ba-boom. Kegeling during, which I wonder if, if, I mean, men don't really need, does it help you? It helps me. Oh, it doesn't necessarily help me. If I need to get it going. But it does help Jonathan if I kegel. But um, like side comment on kegeling, after my surgeries, my physical therapist told me to not kegel oh. because my body was so messed up. My internal muscles were so were seized all the time that kegeling was actually hurting me. Oh. So if you've been through any kind of, you know, abdominal surgery stuff, maybe don't kegel unless you – or kegel, kegel with caution. Yeah. I'll say it. But, you know, a lot of people are like, well, that's why you have to have sex before you get married is to find out if you're a good fit. If you fit. Maybe, maybe not. But I think no matter what, you can kind of make it work. But I understand that. But also sex drive. Are we talking about that today or is that a different episode? Well, I wasn't episode? sure. I mean, I don't know how much it affects the orgasm gap. We might save that for... Yeah, maybe we should. We're going to eventually do a topic on taboo sex topics yeah. in the church, like things that Christians don't talk about. I mean, we've talked about a lot of them here, but there's a lot more. Um, I think we should talk about sex drive on that one. We will talk about sex drive, but I will say that throughout the day, like talk to your partner, send sexy sex texts. Sometimes I'll just send Greg, um, it's hard, he's a teacher at an elementary school or at a K through 12, so I can't send him racy photos because God forbid mm-hmm. a student see, so I don't do that, but I can send him an eggplant mm-hmm. or I can send him a peach <laughs> or a cherry or a bone. You the know, students do know what those mean, Renee. That's, that's well, actually, I'm just saying that's that actually the likelihood, kid code. I know, but the <laughs> likelihood of a kid seeing that little emoji come through right, right. versus a picture that's that right. would happen on oh, the yes. screen. Oh, absolutely do that. Like by accident, pictures. something awful, God, yeah. something awful. So if your spouse works in a safe environment in which it's okay for others mm-hmm. to happen upon a text, mm-hmm. do that. But I think that's also important is to flirt yes. throughout Flirting the day. and like anticipation. Anticipation definitely can help because it can help with the emotional aspect, I think, for me at least. And the, the emotional aspect is a huge piece of being able to like enjoy, fully enjoy, be fully engaged. And then when that happens, orgasm is usually not very difficult you did mention masturbation earlier um toys oh yeah toys are especially helpful for women reaching o because we were talking about we didn't really hover on this point but most women have difficulty reaching orgasm through penetrative sex Mm -hmm. most women need um clitoral stimulation in addition or only very few women 
can reach orgasm through just penetrative sex. So meaning like if you're just ha- if you're having sex and your clitoris isn't being stimulated simultaneously, it could be very difficult to have orgasm. So there are some really great toys. Um, we have a pretty nice selection. Um, Jonathan, that's really his department, but he chooses things that like he knows that I'll like. And um, we have a good selection of things that are specifically just for clitoral stimulation um, that can be like supplemental that you can use in the beginning, that you can use in the middle, that you can use the whole way through. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of things. And if that feels weird or uncomfortable or I don't know, shameful. It really shouldn't. Um, it really shouldn't between you and your partner, or your spouse. It's not shameful. And they can make a huge, huge difference for women. Yeah. Yeah. And I, in what you're saying, Nicole, about the shame of it, if any time during sex you are disassociating, mm-hmm. address it. Meaning not you feel checked right out. Then, like you feel out. like you or, are not mentally engaged or even though like in order for me to do this thing with this sex toy i have to pretend that i'm somebody else yes because to be some to be myself in this is not is pleasing to the lord right. or whatever mm-hmm. but if i'm this other person this vixen this maven yeah and then and you check out of who you are to right. be this other person to perform mm-hmm. i would maybe ask you to go back into your body or of course there's also the therapy because i know sometimes it's like and also, I think as Christians, sometimes we're so afraid to be who we actually yeah. are. And it's like, well, I can't do that. Right. But so I have this to be somebody girl else. can. Right. And I'm going to perform these kinds of things. And I just, I don't know why I'm mentioning this, but no, if I any of you important. are feeling that way, I think A, it, it's normal for a lot of women. And B, I think it's a symptom of purity culture. Absolutely. And it, or a symptom of just culture in general. Yes. Of just toxic culture saying that you have to look a certain way, you have to be a certain way, you have to be with a certain kind of person doing a certain type of thing. And if you're not meeting all of those expectations, you're somehow failing in that area. Then somehow you're failing. And that's not okay. There is something really powerful to be said for recognizing and embracing the sexual beings that we are. Yes. Now, we've also talked, I mean, I don't at all feel like marriages that we've said lots of times marriage is not the end all be all of the Christian life and sex is not the goal of marriage. Mm -hmm. That's really important to underscore. But we also were given the gift of sex to be able to enjoy with our spouses. And so there is a freedom that we have to be able to embrace on a spiritual level and an Mm -hmm. emotional and mental level and physical to, to enjoy it, enjoy it as a gift. Yeah. And as a need, like yeah. I genuinely, yes. I, I will say, and I think Greg will be okay with my sharing this, but before we got married, he was like Mr. Clumsy. Mm-hmm. He would leave cabinets open, he would drop things, he would forget things, all of these things. And it was actually, it, it was creating tension in a lot of different areas in terms of, you know, other people being like, what's happening? You know, why is this thing breaking? You know, crashing cars, things like that. Mm-hmm. As soon as he got married... <laughs> It was how many years of mind clutter that came out (laughs) (laughs) post-orgasm? No more forgetting, no more crashing, no more dropping. That's so crazy. But he's also the type, he's a sexual five, an Enneagram five. 
and at part of their it's the subtype that yeah. you have sexual social and self-pres but the sexual fives this is how i found out they have like sex is a need. need yeah it is i mean sex is a need for most of us but for him it's like if he doesn't have it that's it right but for me i know that my, like i've had migraines my whole life um just my mood and and you know getting just stability mm-hmm an orgasm house. Yeah, I so, think that's what it was. Somehow Greg wasn't around a few weeks ago and I needed to get stuff done. Oh, you're, and I you're couldn't. saying why you... That's why, why you I ended up... I was like, why did I, ended up do, <laughs> why did I end up doing that? Because it, was, it feels a little... I don't know why, but that's why. Well, it and, is a um, natural... Like, orgasming is a natural painkiller because it releases hormones in the body. So it actually is a natural painkiller. It is... Um, calming it is like stabilizing emotionally it helps reduce anxiety and stress so that's also why which is when whenever we do our taboo topic our taboo conversation that's also why i believe the body like why men's bodies do just orgasm on their own (laughs) because Mm -hmm. and also that's a separate conversation but why i don't think masturbation is a big deal um because our bodies need it to a certain extent, like we have to have that in order to like feel okay. <laughs> it's true, and that's—I mean, truly—that's—that's that's why. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Okay, I feel um, like we've talked about maybe we did. Yes, I, maybe we haven't talked about all the things, but we've talked about a lot of the things. And I, if there's I think stuff we, we did forgot. Too. We can always follow it up with uh, some. We could. Ooh, we could always do a um, an Instagram, another Instagram live follow up on fun. this topic if you all have questions or this brings up more conversation which i really hope it does because we did talk about a lot but we did you know there's a lot more i'm sure that could be said on this subject it's true and 100 percent of you said that those of you who are in our sexual relationships said that you want to have more sex mm-hmm. so here's to more sex 100 percent. i know i'm getting some tonight <sighs> i probably should get some tonight could use it I'm just thinking. Will my husband be awake when I get home? That is the question. He will arise for you. He will arise. Um, That is great. This was so fun. This was this is one of my favorites. Yeah, it was good. We just we did it. No pun intended. That's Um, right. And we hope that you rumble in the sheets. Hope that you rumble in the sheets. Or on the couch or in the car. Or oh yeah, switch up some on the loca- carpet. Switch up some locations that could always help. I I know we're finishing finishing. Um <laughs> I know we're wrapping up. Um I happen to be uh I happen to enjoy I mean, should I share this? Sure. I mean, you could always delete it. You can give it a more I happen to work enjoy to um some public trysts, if you will. Yes. And I don't, like we were saying, I don't necessarily have in general trouble orgasming, but... Um, Nicole's an exhibitionist. I'm a, I'm a little bit of an exhibitionist. And my husband isn't, but he's always game. Like, he doesn't initiate it, but he's never said no. <laughs> Let me just say that. So, also, there's something to be said for some of those things that you... Being naughty feels good. Yeah, but it's not naughty. It's like... You know, embracing those parts of you, like you were saying, there's a part of me that I don't have to be like, oh, I have to be this certain way to be this certain kind of woman. Like, like being wild. That's who I am. That's part of me. And once I started embracing more of that, 
in our sex life. It's just that's fun for everyone. Yeah, it's true. Except for the people who've walked in on us. No, no one's no one's ever walked in on us. Yeah, I I choose Mart locations. It's true. Yeah, we've had sex in public places too, but it was without other people seeing. Yeah, we on our honeymoon we were in Fiji. We kayaked to our own island where there was nobody. So cool. And we got to do it on, on the beach, our own island. That's like yeah, that's I, that's a dream for me. I would like to do that with Jonathan sometime. Yeah, you go to Fiji. Did we on the beach once? Okay. Wrapping it up. And I feel a little like, I don't want to say the piece in the Middle East because I really actually want to. Peace underneath the sheets. I really want to pray for the Middle East. So yeah, I, I want to, I don't want to be insensitive to what's happening there. Um, so yeah, we'll say peace in the sheets. Yeah. And truly, we do want peace in the Middle we East. We do want peace in, in the, the realest East. way possible. In the realest way, of course. But thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Renee, for all of your sexual wisdom and titillating conversation thank you so much for um what's the word it's not titillating it's uh i don't know <laughs> i'm all out of puns i'm all out of puns you had so many <laughs> i'm all out of puns thank um, you as well peace in the sheets and under the covers all the time every day twice a day for some of you mm -hmm. and women woman on top woman on bottom woman on the side any way you can have it mm -hmm. get your o's woman on all fours make sure you get your o's yep get your o's good night and good luck <laughs> and for our moral so here's what we would love for you to do rate review subscribe and tell us how much you love us because we are just so lovable <laughs> so lovable but it actually does make a difference and it does help people find this podcast if you like this podcast and you care about not only but also you know if you drop a little line there on apple podcasts and give us a little review it actually means something it does and on facebook on instagram on any of these kinds of things listen if we in any way have helped you see the both and better let other people know so they too can see more clearly we are Noba podcast everywhere. Thank you.